0: Your dreams can be your reality. You all, time isn't real. Okay, that is fucking crazy. Spirituality, manifestation, travel, money, entrepreneurship. Welcome to In My Non Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited about today because I have one of my favorite mentors on Natalia Benson. Natalia and I have been rescheduling due to a lot of different life events. And we finally got this on the books. And I'm so happy because I feel like it all worked in perfect timing. We talked about self-discovery, investing in yourself, coaching, how a birth chart reading changed her life building a sustainable business model and finding an equal partner. Now, if you're not familiar with Natalia, which I'm sure you are, but if you're not, she is a conscious business mentor as well as a money mentor. And she is passionate about all things, women's empowerment and spirituality. She does an excellent job of blending the mystical with the practical, which is what she did in heal your money. Heal your money is a course that I took back in January. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, money was a big topic for me in 2021. I was like, I really need to learn about money management, about financial literacy, about budgeting, all that stuff. And Heal Your Money was one of the, actually probably one of the main reasons I started to really get my money shit together and managing my money. And now I can confidently say that money management is probably the number one thing that I wish I knew when I started my entrepreneurship journey. Natalia agrees. We actually talk about it in this episode and she gives tips on how to manage your money as well as how to build a really sustainable and scalable business model. So check out the Heal Your Money course. Like I said, it's very practical, but then she also blends the energetic stuff as well as the mystical into it. And she has a million other courses you can take. She is like a powerhouse when it comes to course creation. So check that out. Check out her podcast. Check out her Instagram. She just does an incredible job of providing value to her audience. And I know you're going to love this podcast just as much as I did. Now, before we get into the interview, just a few updates on my end. Well, personal life, I'm still in Florida. And if you guys have been following me on Instagram at Chelsea Rife, I've been talking about doing a bonus series, which would be a subscription. Now, this bonus series is actually going to be very, very personal. It's going to be very transparent, honest, much more behind the scenes of my life, because I feel like I have been wanting to share a lot more but I want it to feel a little more exclusive because it is going to be pretty vulnerable. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, I'm already pretty transparent and vulnerable, but I want to open up to you about my own struggles with money, with dating, with my breakup, with traveling while working. There's a bunch of stuff that I've never really talked about on the podcast and I feel like I actually process a lot by talking. And so I'm feeling like a bonus subscription just sounds like the perfect place to do it. It's going to be more intimate and it's going to feel like just a totally different vibe than listening to the normal podcast. So I'm going to start recording episodes in the next few weeks and I will hopefully have that up and running by the end of November. So with that being said, if there are topics you want to hear about, please shoot them my way on Instagram and I will cover them. I got a lot of votes for breaking up and dating in 2021, as well as starting a business with not a lot of money. So I will get into the details of those. Those will probably be my first two episodes. But if you have a specific topic, like I said, shoot it my way and I will include it in the bonus series. Just a reminder too, for the month of October, there is a giveaway going on for anybody that subscribes and rates and leaves a review all you have to do is send a screenshot into info at chelsea or DM me at chelsea Rife and I will enter you into the giveaway and it's a one-on-one 45-minute coaching call with me. I am not doing one-off 45-minute calls. I am only doing it as a part of this giveaway and we can talk about life transitions, business, money, just really any lifestyle change that you wanna talk about, we can talk about in this coaching call. So again, just send a screenshot to at chelsea Rife, or info at chelsearipe.com and you'll be entered into that giveaway, which I will pull on Monday. One more really exciting announcement is that Mic Drop is actually going to be an ongoing evergreen course now with monthly Q&A calls, which I'm really excited about because I keep getting a lot of inquiries about starting a podcast and people wondering when I'm launching the next round of Mic Drop or if I do one-off consults or how to work with me. And my really is probably the best course I've ever put together with very short to the point videos, as well as PDF checklists, a launch plan. I mean, any resource or link or video tutorial that you need is inside mic drop. The people that have taken this course so far are like, there's actually nothing missing. Like it has everything that I need to launch a podcast and someone has already launched their podcast after four weeks. So if you wanna launch a podcast, Mic Drop is now available and you can join the monthly Q&A calls. Our next one is going down on November 16th at 1 p.m. And then they will be monthly moving forward. And again, once you're inside, you'll be added to a community hub and you'll get all the updates on these monthly Q&A calls. So just to recap, it's not gonna be a live round course anymore. It's all evergreen and self-paced, but then the monthly Q&A calls are where you can bring anything. If you want feedback on an audio file, if you want to brainstorm the name, if you want a content plan, you can do these on the Q&A calls. And then the community hub is where you can continue to ask questions and connect with the other members. So I'm really excited about this. I know how much so many of you have been wanting to launch a podcast, and I cannot wait to see how many of you do it in the next few months. All right, well, I'm going to get into the episode, and I want you to stay tuned for another exciting announcement next week, which I will announce in a different podcast episode, so just keep your eyes peeled. All right, without further ado, let's get into today's interview with Natalia Benson. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the show. I am here with Natalia Benson, who is an absolute master of money, love, business, astrology, You have so many talents and I cannot wait to dive into all of them. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, beautiful. I'm so honored to be here. And thank you for saying I'm a master of money and love. That's like really fucking cool.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, what's interesting is I've followed you for a while now. I listen to your podcast. I've invested in a few of your courses. And I know that wasn't always the case. You've been very open about your own struggle with love, your own struggles with money and business. And it seems to all have come back to really your early 20s and an addiction phase you went through. Can you kind of time travel with us back to your early 20s and let us know what your mental state was and what was the catalyst for change?
1: Yeah, 100%. You know, it's really powerful because I literally used to say to myself, like, if there ever comes a moment in my life where I have mastered money and love, like I'll have made it. Like I literally, cause those two parts of my life used to be so, um, hard and so painful. And really that was all rooted in just a deep lack of self-worth Um, I've done a lot of work, you know, I'm 34 at this point, so I've spent a lot of time with myself and I've also, although never really considered myself to be super spiritual, like when I was young, um, I've always been super self-aware. So I feel like, you know, some of the things that I might say, um, I never mean for them to sound disrespectful to someone who maybe hasn't Either doesn't see it that way or hasn't had that same lived experience. But, you know, for me, what I really realized after doing a lot of inner work, a lot of inner excavating really over the last decade was that for me, my lack of self worth, my extreme self loathing, and the way that was coming out as it pertained to relationships and um, and money, it was really all rooted in uh, being sexually abused when I was about six. And I'd never realized because, you know, our subconscious is forming and developing between the age zero when we're in utero and then till about the age of seven or eight. And so having a really traumatic experience um, so early, it's like, I never really realized cause I really kind of swept it under the rug and just moved forward. And my family did what they could to help me and all the things. But it's like, I didn't realize that then when I turned about 18, that's when I started to notice probably 17, 18 that I was like, not okay. And, um, and then it just perpetuated and got really bad in my twenties, especially my early twenties. Um, and, you know, healthy relationships and a healthy relationship with money are predicated on having a healthy sense of self-worth. And so for me, I didn't have those things and I something that I really worked on and something that I really came to understand is like wow, you know, having something so challenging and confusing happen when I when I was so young and my brain and my nervous system were sort of developing the first thing you think is like well what's wrong with me like what's wrong with me and so I think that I had that kind of belief looping throughout my life. And, um, cause my moving into the rest of my early life, I always had trouble with boys. Like they bullied me, they harassed me. It was really interesting. And then taking it to astrology when I started to learn astrology in my early twenties, which was a really big healing catalyst for me, um, come to find out I have Mars, which represents like, let's say the masculine, um, conjunct Chiron and Chiron is this wounded healer. So how fascinating and interesting. And then the house that it was in is actually the house of childhood. So it's, it's really actually crazy when you look at a conjunction like that. And then where it's placed, it's, it's like, of course I experienced something like that, but it obviously doesn't like, I know people with that conjunction as well. And they didn't necessarily go through exactly the same thing that I went through. But when I moved, when I started to really study astrology, um, it really gave me context and a lot of healing for a lot of things that I had been through. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a powerful journey. So that's just a little, a little taste, but my twenties were just filled with, internal inquiry. I spent a lot of time alone. Um, I didn't have good relationships with men. I didn't have healthy friendships. So I just had to be with myself a lot and that was not easy. Um, but there was so much, it's like now that I look back and again, contextualize that part of my life, it's like, wow, it really all came together seamlessly. And you know, here I am 34, I'm engaged to the love of my life and a beautiful relationship. And I am so deeply grateful that I make incredible money and I feel stabilized financially for really the first time in my life, in my adult life. So it's pretty, pretty beautiful stuff and took a lot of work to get here for sure.
0: Oh, it is such a testament and you are such an embodiment of doing the inner work because (laughs) I think people see the final product, right? If I went to your Instagram, I would be like, she's never had a problem, lucky her, nothing, no issues, look at this beautiful page, and it's like, well, what's the context behind how you got here, and what were the steps you took, and I want to go back to the early 20s when you were in that state, when you noticed, okay, things are bad, I don't feel good, because I know there's people listening and it's actually really hard sometimes to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Totally. And you're like, I don't even know what would make me feel better. Like sometimes it's just getting out of bed. What was like the first tool that you can think of that you were like, wow, this is this is going to make a change or I do see the light at the end of the tunnel?
1: Yeah, it was astrology. You know, when I, I was 22, when I had my first natal chart reading, and it's really interesting actually, because... Um, you know i was i was addicted at that point so when i got that reading it was really quite powerful because i was in a dark place and not tuned in spiritually at all. I mean, actually I shouldn't say at all because the truth was the reason why I partied was because I remembered this deeper part of myself. My ego kind of went to this, my ego identity kind of went to the side and the people that I partied with, they were more open to who I was as this like sensitive, empathic, really deep person. Um, And so I don't want to Say that I was completely disconnected from that because I actually wasn't. I just was maybe utilizing an unhealthy uh, tool to get to those states of energy, and so you know when I I remember actually the night I got that natal chart reading, and it was the most money I'd ever spent on anything. It was one hundred and fifty dollars. I think I had some like. Christmas money or something like that coming in. I asked my parents for it early. I don't remember. And I paid for this reading. It was an hour long and it was the first time in my life that anyone had spoken the truth to me. Like, of course I've had, I've had a gorgeous family in so many ways. They've done an amazing job. They've done their best, but like the deep, soul truth that i craved um and really someone to help me understand myself that is what i Figured that's what I experienced in that first reading. And I'll, I, it's actually funny because I did that reading and I was so moved. I actually wish I still had the recording, but I unfortunately deleted it, um, which is so sad to me, but it's okay. It's, I remember it. I listened, I like memorized it. And I remember the night that I got it, I actually went out and like partied that night, but I'll never forget it. I was different. Like I was different and I would listen to that. I used to have a jewelry line. And so I would be home in my little Hollywood apartment and I would just create and like produce my pieces. And then I would listen to that reading. And it just, every time I heard it, it was like speaking me to me and it's who I am now. Like it's uncanny. It's uncanny. And not because it was like, you should be this. It was like, no, this is who you are. And this is your potential. And these are your challenges and nothing in me could could deny it. So it's like, it was really one of those experiences where I was like, wow, like this is so awesome. Like this is truly like, that was just my first touch point where my soul was like, I'm here, like I'm guiding you, but like, you've got to take the steps to like integrate with me. And that was the healing. And that was the, you know, and in recent years, it's really been around like, like releasing trauma from the nervous system, a lot of EFT tapping. I started doing EMDR with my therapist. It's like just all these things that really have helped me become and feel more whole. But the beginning, the gateway was astrology and having my chart read.
0: Oh, it's so powerful. And re-listening to the recordings. I feel like there's always something new that comes through or it just crystallizes more. And they really are such a powerful tool of self-discovery. You mentioned two things, um, investing in yourself, the $150, as well as integration. And those are two big themes of my life in the last year. But one thing that I noticed was last year, I went through a period of insecurity where I felt like I was just investing in anything, hoping that that one zoom call would change my life, but I wouldn't integrate it. So I would join a course about money ready to go. And then expecting after the 90 minutes, you know, magically my bank account would be ready to go and I would have a stock portfolio and all this stuff. And it was like, no, you have to go do the work. And it was actually your course, your heal your money course, where you walk through the money management system. And I was like, this is what I need to be doing. No one's going to sit down and do my money management system for me. I need to go integrate. So can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the investments that you've made throughout your decade of self-discovery that worked really well for you because of the integration work or what have you found about integration and, and investing?
1: Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. Charles, I loved having you and heal your money. That was awesome. Such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful course. Um, and beautiful experience with all of you doing that. So, I mean, let's see here. Like first, first and foremost, you know, in my early twenties and throughout my twenties, I was broke as fuck. Like, I literally, I just didn't have money. Like, And if I had money, I spent it. And I was living in Los Angeles, this very high priced city. And um, I just kind of had this inner belief that I couldn't handle money. And so if I made it, it kind of just like went somewhere. I literally couldn't tell you. Um, it was interesting. And so like in my early twenties, I say the first investment I ever made was that natal chart reading. I had tarot readers that I would go to see, but again, these were very small portions, but they were still things that helped me feel more integrated. And especially because my chaos used to exist in relationships with, with men. So I was always figuring out, and fortunately I had empowering mystics around me. So I had like one of my main, um, Mystical mentors was a woman named Maja Du. She's she's a witch and she's magnificent. I love her. I think she's um, Witch of the Dawn, if you look her up, uh, Maja. And so she was my reader throughout my 20s, and she really helped me start to see through the tarot that, like, I had really unhealthy attachments and patterns with the masculine. And like I would say I didn't make any sizable investments until I was 30. I was 31 because up until then I couldn't, like I, I had little businesses, things that I invested in. Like I invested in my music. I invested in what the fuck ever else. I don't even know, but it's like, I just, I didn't. And here's the thing too, that I think is amazing. Like I think where, and I'm going to get back to my investments quickly, but like, I think where we've gone is so exciting. There's so many tools. Like if I was 22 in the world now with all of these magnificent women being out and like out front about. Their journeys and where they are. I didn't have that. And Instagram, when I was twenty two, Instagram didn't exist. We I think we had Facebook. So it's like we were freshly off MySpace. So it's like I don't know. I didn't know that these things existed. And if they did, I wasn't finding teachers that resonated with me. Um, I always listened to Tony Robbins, but again, I was so in the dark and so in the muck and mire of my life. I couldn't hear it for some reason. And then lo and behold, a couple years ago, Tony, I actually got to meet him, which was cool for like a millisecond, but like he's become one of my deepest teachers in the last couple of years of my life. But biggest investments I really started making in 2018, I was, I believe, freshly 31 years old. Um, I just, Got so sick of my shit that I actually quit a very toxic corporate job that I just wasn't like, I wasn't a fit for. And I decided to go full force into my business. And so I hired my first coach. I was scared shitless. I went from $150 here and there to an astrology, my astrology readers to $3,000 investment with my first coach, Sophie, which she let me split up into a payment plan. But I remember calling one of my old friends at the time who was also an Aries. And I was like, should I do this? I'm shaking. And she's like, yes, you must. It will change your life. And Sophie actually is the person who assisted me in scaling my business to six figures. And that was all the universe. The universe was like, I can open the doors for you, but you have to walk through. I can open the opportunities, but you have to trust yourself to make the best of them. Another investment I made a couple, because once you start making investments in yourself, you're like, like I can do this. You start like rolling through and you know, now it's like, I cannot tell you how many things I'm doing. It's hilarious, but I love it. And it's, it's powerful for me, but it's really interesting because just a couple months after Sophie, I went to a free three day, like millionaire mindset seminar. I don't remember the name, but it's based off of a book called secrets of a millionaire mind by T Harv Ecker. And I had gone to that free seminar a year before got too overwhelmed it was too good to be true left didn't make use of any of it but that's where i first learned money management and after i learned money management at the first one i actually left cuz my nervous system was like i don't deserve to feel safe i don't deserve to feel this good i don't like that's what i was telling myself and so a year later i was like i'm going all in and i showed up i did the crazy dances i sang the songs i listened like and i think the teacher who was there too he just really resonated with me i just felt connected to him i took my old manager my old music manager and i made a massive investment in myself i made a commitment to pay them a thousand like 1200 dollars a month for 12 months And I was like, I don't know how, and you guys, I'm not suggesting you do this. This felt right to me. And so I did it, but I'm not saying that this is the right path for all. And I always like to be responsible about that. So don't take my crazy Aries antics and think you should go max a credit card. Only do that. If you're like, I will 1 million fucking percent show up for this. And so I paid that deposit on a credit card. I had $300 left to my name. I had to go to the dentist the next day, but the next morning, and I felt so clear. I was like, I fucking got this. I'm doing this. And the next day I blasted a sale to my email list. I made my first $5,000. So that was when everything changed. I launched my first group program that month and it's just everything started from there. Really that synergy of all my work in my twenties, I did a lot of yoga as well. I leave that out a lot, but I did a lot of yoga. But it's like all the synergy of all the healing work in my 20s. And then these final two pieces of my coach, Sophie, and the money work. And then it was like I was ready to go. And then now I all I do is invest in coaches and courses.
0: <laughs> I know. Anytime I get money, I'm like, I'm just going to put this towards a coach or a program. Like I That's always it, ask my parents go. now. Yeah, yes. it's, it's incredible. You have a, it's almost. It's a mix of being like a shortcut to an outcome, a guide that's been down the path already and can yes. lead you, and someone yeah. that actually understands where you're coming from. And yes. I've worked with Sophie as well. Sophie is incredible. Nice. Yeah. Oh my God, I hadn't, an
1: wait, how did I not know
0: that? She actually is the one that connected me to you because I posted about listening to your podcast you and she's serious? like, babe, like Natalia is like my sis, let me hook you up and she connected us. Oh my
1: God. That's so fucking crazy. Oh wait. I remember that now. That's so weird. Cause some like, sometimes I say Sophie's name and sometimes I just like say my first coach. So that's really funny. I, I, I do remember that now, but I wasn't consciously thinking that when I was saying, so that's so cool. I love her so much.
0: I know. So what's interesting is This is the part that I used to hear on podcasts and it would not make sense to me. And so I want to ask you it: when (laughs) you are so you said in your own words, so broke in L.A., which Mm -hmm. is high prices, not, you know, cheap rent. You have to get around. And then you're also investing in your business and you're saying you're spending your money. You don't even know where it's going. Like, how are you actually living? Where are you getting money to pay bills? And then where are you getting extra money to invest even $150 into a birth chart reading?
1: You know, I I had my little business, you know, like I, here's the thing. I was a broke ass, but I was a hustling broke ass. So like I had, I did, here was kind of my interesting dichotomy. I went through feast and famine cycles all the time. So I would like basically I was so afraid of money, almost like allergic to it and afraid of success that I would like, basically I'd only like go out to make money if I felt like I needed to. So I would, I was afraid of selling. I was afraid of putting myself out there, but I kind of just found ways like, you know, my biggest thing was like, I got to make my fucking rent. And my first rent when I first launched my business and got out of college was about $850. Well, to me that may as well have been 8,000 because that was a lot, but here's the beautiful thing. Like I remember one time I was getting, I actually talk about this in my book, uh, mystical AF, and it's actually really beautiful. Cause I remember I was sitting down at a kitchen table and I was like, how the fuck am I going to make my rent in two weeks? And I saw this quote on my above my kitchen table. Cause I always had inspiring stuff all over the place. And it said something about being a teacher. And like, remember that, like when you teach others how to do what you know how to do, it's like basically the greatest feeling. And so I was like, Oh, I'll teach my jewelry making method. So I promoted it on Facebook or MySpace or whatever was going on. And I did two weekends of it Well, i more than made my rent. So that was kind of my cycle. It's like, I would, it's not like I never made money. I did, but I didn't know how to keep it around. I would almost like make just enough, like just enough. And it wasn't until I learned money management that I finally broke that cycle because instead of it being like, okay, I make just enough. And then it sweeps out. I actually got passionate about wealth building. And then when I met my fiance, now fiance, Mick, he got me really passionate about like taking care of your credit score, like healing your debt. Like, I mean, really heal your money. My core of the course that you did is like very inspired by my time with Mick and like how he's helped me get more grounded in my finances. So, I mean, I did tarot readings. I was always like making little bits of money, but it was just enough to get
0: by. I'm like furiously nodding because I've been in that cycle too where, <laughs> yeah, you have rent, you have bills, you can't just not pay. And so you run a flash sale yeah. or like you get one private client and then you're like, oh, I'm good. And I see this a lot with new entrepreneurs and I'm hearing it in the DMs and any of my emails that people are thinking mm-hmm. if they just have one big launch, everything will be okay. Okay like they just get one big chunk of money and they can just sweep away the debt and, you know, put it in savings, mm-hmm. but then they're not thinking past that one big launch and sustainability. And that's something I know you talk about. So can you expand on how like, and I can speak from experience. I had one big launch. I like you was allergic to money. I, I don't even know where that money went. I blew it. I didn't save any mm-hmm. of it. I paid off maybe like $500 of debt. And it was a five-figure launch. And I'm like, where did that money go? Because I didn't know how to manage it. So can you expand on the importance of sustaining and managing money and how one big launch isn't just going to fix all your problems?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I love that so much. Yeah, because I used to be the same. Like My business was just launch, launch, launch. And here and there, even when I started with this iteration of my business, I didn't really have structure in place, but the first two coaches I worked with, both Sophie and then another business coach that I had through that millionaire mindset year long thing that I did, they both gave me really good little tidbits of information that helped me start to lay the path for my business to be sustainable. And so, you know, I remember, and this is just, I'm gonna pass this on that my one of my coaches shared with me. She I was telling her about my mission, and then I was telling her about a program I was doing. She goes, Well, what's next? What do you have for them next? And I was like, Oh, that's what I've been missing. And so now, you know, here I am a couple of years later, and like we plan ahead. You know, we plan ahead. Like, what's coming down the pipeline? The biggest thing with creating sustainability in your business, I mean, the biggest thing is MRR, monthly recurring revenue. Any and all healthy businesses have MRR. It's a little different in the coaching and services world because a lot of times what can happen is you sell something and you have a big launch, and there's nothing else in your product suite. There's nothing else in your Monetization pillars. And so you're just kind of living and waiting for that next big hit. A big shift we've made inside of our company this year is more of a focus around MRR, less around like gigantic launches, although those are wonderful, but it's like, what can we actually do to build sustainability? Because the truth is when our business is sustainable, it's creating sustainable success for the people who are inside of our world and coming into our world. So think of that for, for anyone or a lot of your babes, entrepreneurs
0: a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people thinking of starting. And I think the issue is you see all these people promoting their big launches. So that's what gets ingrained in people's head is just have these big launches all the time and you'll be okay.
1: Yeah, we all have to be careful around what we see on Instagram. A lot of it is just so, you know, one of my coaches that I'm with right now, Taylor, she's down in Australia. Um, she, you know, she and I talk about this a lot. It's really breaking the Um, you got to put your blinders on a little bit, like, you know, business is so much about self-trust. It's about self-trust. Of course, you want to see what other people are up to. That's natural, but basing your business plan off of what you see everyone else doing that looks like it's working. The truth is you will never know the full story you, unless they tell you. So what we always want to focus on is like, well, first off, why am I starting this business? What do I, what is my why? Like what's my mission? Because anything to me rooted in a mission will create resilience because if you are mission driven around something, you won't give up at the first challenge. You won't give up at the first troll. You won't give up at the first failed launch, whatever it is. Um, And not to say you have to have any of those things, but they can be a fact of life when you're doing and you're following your dreams. The universe will test you. So having that, the root of a mission is really important because I think, like I said, it'll help you create resilience and resilience is the key ingredient in sustainable success. you got to be resilient. And what I'll say as well is, you know, when it comes to setting up your offerings you know, again, when they're rooted in mission, your ideas can like fly out of your brain and you're just like, Whoa, you're like, you're catching them. You know what I mean? So it's like, really think like, I actually did this with a really beautiful mastermind group yesterday that I was asked to speak in. And we did a really fun exercise, which I'll just give to you guys here. Cause I think it's really cool. So basically you'll on a piece of paper, write M one M two M three. So like monetization one, monetization two, monetization three write down at this point, like if you don't have a business yet, just make this like your dream monetization pillars. But if you, um, If you do have a business, then actually look at like, well, what is the first way I monetize? What's the second way I monetize? What's the third way I monetize? Like actually really look at like where you are currently making money. Okay. Now what you can do is you get the bird's eye view of looking at where you're monetizing is it's just like with money management, you're getting the real picture, right? You can actually see what's going on and take a look like is the, is this monetization structure in your business? Is this where you want it to be? Where would you love for it to go? What are your biggest goals and time goals, um, and lifestyle goals for being inside of your business and for building something that helps the world be a better place and people have better lives. You know what I mean? So it's really just remembering like when it, when it really comes down, when everything is all said and done, it's like, all right, where is this now? And where do I want it to be? And then what changes, if you already have a business, what smart goals can I create to make these shifts? So I'll give you guys an example, like this year, a big shift for us, a big goal for me was to completely release one-to-ones and to move fully into groups and pa- more passive sources of income that I cannot tell you the amount of strain and fear and pain I've put myself through making that change because I've been doing one-to-ones. I essentially started reading charts when I was 23 years old. So I've had one-to-ones and especially with my coaching business, my coaching work, that was the main source of our, of our revenue for so long. But the truth is when I really took the bird's eye view, wait, is this where I truly want to be in five years? The answer is no, I am passionate about teaching. I want to, I want to be able to serve more people regardless of cost. And for, for some people making a four to five figure investment in a course or a live training is not, it's not feasible, but they can start just like I did with a two or three figure investment in something that helps shift their lives. So that's been our shift as a business. And I'll give you, I'll be very transparent too. You know, as an entrepreneur, you constantly have to self-examine. Are you running your business from fear or are you running it from your fuck yeses? And I'll tell you, I've mainly on so so many occasions realized I was running things from fear and doing things because I felt like I needed to do them instead of being like, wait, is this what I truly desire for my life? And is Because what you truly desire is what will be the best thing for others as well, because your energy is going to be in the most powerful place so I hope I've answered that question I think I was a little long-winded but hopefully that was super helpful
0: yes I think especially the exercise like I was actually writing the notes I was like I to <laughs> call. but that's yes. what I appreciate about your work is that you combine the mystical and the practical and mm-hmm. I think there's a really harmful narrative that goes on on social media and in the spiritual community that's just like you know, visualize it and it'll happen one day, everything will click Mm -hmm. and just listen to your body. And it's like, those things are important. And money management is important. Having structure is important. Having health is important. Delegating is important. And like those things are so that is like the biggest part of the equation on top of the spiritual and the inner work as well. Like, I don't think you can have one or the other.
1: No, it's funny. I actually did a post today that my graphic designer created and it's about mystical and tactical money practices. And they're all on one little slide because we're like, you've got to have both. Like that's really what's made the difference. And as you know, in my work, Chels, it's like that's a big part of it. It's, it's the inner work. Yes. It's the manifestation and receiving of course, but it's also the, you know, there's a law in the universe called the law of action and the universe can oftentimes only meet you halfway. You've got to meet her halfway. And so I think what's so beautiful is like, and I think when we're in action, like, of course there's time to receive as an Aries. It's not always my strong suit. I'm working on that, but it's like, you know, being in action and taking steps towards what you want and setting up the structures in your life for change and transformation. Like that really is on you to like make those first steps. And it feels good for a reason. We get dopamine and serotonin release for reason because that's our physiology and our system confirming that these things are important and that they mean something to us and that they're guiding us in the direction that we want to go.
0: Oh, I love it. I yeah. have a selfish question okay. about partnerships and money. So, I've no I went through my own men healing stuff too, therapy, working on it, and I've noticed a pattern where I actually end up dating people that are not not even close to the income level I make or completely Mm. different levels of ambition. And my therapist was like, I think you have a tendency to want to be like the smartest person in the room or like Mm. be the one someone looks up to. I was like, okay, noted, need to work on that. (laughs) With Mick, you've said he's inspired you so much with your own wealth management and money mindset and everything. I'm curious did you have a pattern similar to mine? And then how did you switch to finding someone that was equally, if not more, passionate about finances? And again, coaching is one industry where we are very transparent about what we make. I don't know any other industry where people I share know their Mick, said that. Like,
1: Mick said that the other day. He's like, You're going to share that? And I was like, Yeah. He goes, He has a restaurant with his family. He's like, imagine if we put our numbers on on the Instagram and tell everyone thanks for their support. I was like, and he goes, I've never heard of that. And I was like, no, you're right. Like that, that's fascinating because it really is an industry. And I think having that transparency, it's both empowering, but it can also do harm. And I think there really is, and it really is important for us as individuals to decide like what... What we make those numbers mean. Like, I just shared a number the other day and like put the context. And the truth is, everything that I teach is about creating those numbers. And it's from that place of like structure and service. Like, you need both. Like, yes, of course, serve and be in your mission, but that will not have a safe place to land if you don't have a business structure and you don't know your numbers so i think there's a way to communicate it um but i think that it is it is it's actually really funny that you say that okay so in terms of like i used to have a pattern with um the people that i dated where they were always broke and i was broke too so we were broke together and then people that I'd have kind of like flings with were like extremely successful. And I never thought that I was enough to actually be in relationship with these people. I always felt like I had to be the one, which is really interesting. Um, so now I'm in a partnership where it is much more equal and we inspire one another, but I have to say, I feel like the reason why that has occurred is just because I reached, um, you know, before I met Mick, I really reached a very powerful level of groundedness in myself and assuredness, because especially when we were falling in love, like our love was so powerful, but it was also so grounded. And it wasn't like, I mean, yeah, we were hanging out at hotels and doing all the things because that's what you do when you find your person, you're in love and all, all the stuff. But at the same time, like I had a business and I had things that I I had reached such great habits with that I feel like the universe was like, okay, hey, you're ready for your person because you're gonna be able to handle that love and still keep your life together. Because for me in the past, it was always like, I would I was so disillusioned with my life that when I'd find someone it was like a welcome distraction. I was like great okay so like you're doing better than me or you're worse off than me so I can help you and it was always these things to kind of take me away from my own process but as soon as like I was like boom like I'm here I'm rooted like let's go it's like I feel like I really called in someone who's like an equal. Um, in that way. I really hope I answer your question.
0: (laughs) Yes, because that was it. I feel like because I'm working on building my own money management and financial sustainability, that Mm -hmm. there's this false belief I have that because I'm almost this quote unquote work in progress of my finances, I don't deserve to have someone that's equally, if not better along in their financially literate journey. And -hmm. then I go the opposite way of taking, you know, broke Avenue, (laughs) dating those guys. And it's (laughs) like, let's get back on the path of what you're talking about doing the inner work. And I will become in such a a better place that it, it can't almost help but attract someone that is on that same level.
1: I, I used to like, I think one of the most beautiful pieces of insight I could ever offer is like become what you're seeking in another. Like I had to become like what I was wanting from these men and these experiences. It was actually just like me seeking myself. Cause the irony is that I've become all of that, but I'm me and the people that I used to date who were maybe successful and had the things I wanted and like more the security, they were never an emotional fit for me. Like they were so, it was like actually damaging most often because like, and it was because it was imbalance. I was looking for them to fulfill a part of me that I didn't want to do the work to create. And so God was like, "Well, this is in simpatico, but go ahead and like figure it out for yourself." And so I did, and it was very challenging, very painful, but one of the most beautiful pieces of insight I think I could ever offer is just like become what you're seeking. Because then when you call in, then it's like instead of maybe wanting someone for perhaps what you think you lack, now instead you are calling in the most authentic match. Like Mick is my most authentic fucking match. Like it's kind of miraculous. Like are we perfect? No, we have our shit. Yes. That's okay. But it's like, it's just like, we're meant to do this together and we know, and and we both know. And I'd never experienced that before in my life. And Mick lets me be powerful. Like I used to want to be with these like guys who were just like I wanted to be with them. They were never the people I was with, but I wanted to be with these guys who were like super powerful. They never wanted me to be powerful. They always needed me to be 16 steps behind them. And that's why it never really worked. Cause like my energy and being a bit more in my masculine as a woman, it was like, I would try to play that more receptive, chill, role that I thought these people wanted so I could feel safe. But every time, like it was just a clash of the titans because it's never who I am. It was not who I was. And so now with Mick, it's like so beautiful because we have a very symbiotic energetic polarity where sometimes I'm very in my masculine and he's more in his feminine and sometimes he's very in his masculine and I'm more in my feminine and we dance together instead of like you're this I'm not that's it that to me is a sign of wounding and our culture perpetuates those wounds that's why a lot of people have problems with the word masculine and feminine because they represent these roles that we've all been assigned that none of us exactly sign the fuck up for, you know what I mean? But it's like, the truth is we have both inside of us, we have both polarities as I like to call them. And when you are just being authentic in your polarity, meaning you don't think you have to change to meet someone's expectations or lack of, you know, like having their life together, it's just like, it's, it's like, I really feel like you become this energetic match. And the last thing I'll say about this, just in one of the most beautiful Things that helped Mick come into my life is I started saying strong no's. I started saying strong no's in dating. I started saying very strong no's in boundaries in my work, but it was mostly in my boundaries with men and also finding ways to say no to myself. And when I started to say no, the universe had a clear picture of exactly what I wanted. And then I met Mick not long after that, which is pretty cool
0: that's incredible. That's something my sister and I are both coming out of breakups and I'm, you know, diving headfirst into relationship and dating advice. And something that I'm really practicing for the next few months is like cutting things off when I'm not feeling it, saying no, stating my boundaries, being like, it's okay to cut someone off just because they don't meet a certain thing that you're looking for. It's not rude or mean or anything. You don't need to be nice to everybody just because you had one good drink and i think that's a focus for me so hearing it from you and like that's what really helped is so validating
1: i started to get really honest with people too like just from a place of respect but also truth and i was like hey like you know, just cause I also wanted people to do that with me. Like a lot of the times when I was getting ghosted, it's cause I had the same behavior. I just didn't see it that way. Um, so I really started to, and this actually happened for many years, but where I was just very honest because I wanted people to treat me with that same respect. Um, and I think like what we, you know, what we put out is what we bring back. And so, you know, we also show people how to treat us. And so if we're just like, Hey, this is where I'm at, then this is what I require. And you say it from your heart and from truth. Like, your person, that person will either be like, Oh my God, yes, you're the, you're, you're me, you're, you're for me, or it'll repel them so far into the 17th dimension that you'll never hear from them again. And that's okay because it creates space for your person and for, you know, or maybe your persons, but, but I think that it's, it's a beautiful, powerful process that I'm also grateful to be complete with. I still have dreams all the time that I'm single in Los Angeles. It's like, it's like my, my nightmare. It's hilarious.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, that was incredible advice. And you've given us so much value around business and money management and love. So I just have one more question that I ask all my guests. And this podcast is called In My Non-Expert Opinion. And we've talked about how you've mastered money and astrology and business. But what is something that you're not an expert in that you wish you were?
1: human design. I don't know anything about it. Let me, let me see what else, um, gardening. Yeah. Like I wish I was great at gardening and I, sometimes I wish I was a little like Mick is very earthy. And so he has a lot of like, like I ask him questions about the world that think, like things that just don't make sense to me that my brain doesn't process. Like I can make sense of like super meta fucking concepts and Mick is, and Mick can too, for the most part, but he's definitely more rooted and like in the mechanics of the earth plane. So sometimes I wish I was a little better at that, but yeah, human design, gardening, astrophysics. No, just kidding. I think just gardening and, and uh human design would be awesome.
0: Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Where can everybody find you?
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, babe. This has been so incredible. Um, I just, I'm very active on Instagram, just at Natalia underscore Benson. And my website is nataliabenson.com.
0: Amazing. And I know you always have amazing programs, courses, classes. You have different ways to work with you, different investment levels, and you have incredible free resources. So everybody, please go check her out. Her work is life-changing and you will not regret investing in it. So thank you again.
1: Thank you, my love.
0: Well, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed Natalia just as much as I did. Be sure to check out her work. Of course, I will link everything in the show notes. Just a reminder, anybody that leaves a review for the month of October is being entered into a giveaway to win a one-on-one 45-minute coaching call with me. All you have to do is send a screenshot into info at ChelseaRife.com or DM me at Chelsea and you will be entered into the giveaway, which I will pull this Sunday and announce on Monday. And then Mic Drop, the ultimate podcast course, is officially open. You can take it at your own pace, and then you can join the monthly Q&A calls. Our next one is November 16th at 1 p.m., and again, those will be monthly. So you can come with whatever questions you have. As soon as you join, you'll be added to the community hub, and you can get started on launching your very own podcast. Stay tuned for the mastermind I'm announcing next week and be sure to follow me at Chelsea Rife, head to ChelseaRife.com and get on my email list. I'm telling you all, my email list is the one that gets the discounts. They get first access to everything. It's kind of like a little club over there. So get on the email list and you will not regret it. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week.